got vans, free vans, but they were all men's sizes. But I was just like, I'm going to force my feet into these because they had like packages of them just like lying around upstairs. One of these gigs we played, but they were they were free. They were all free for the artists. So yeah, lots of free drinks as well. It's an interesting experience. You guys have only really have a couple songs in the world right now. You find people actually know what they're getting themselves into when they come out. Are they are they already coming out for you? I think maybe they're just intrigued because yeah, we haven't really got that much yeah. out, but like there's kind of this buzz, buzz around us um which is sometimes a good thing and sometimes a bad thing i think people come maybe just because yeah they've heard the name and like maybe heard that we've got an album coming out but yeah no one really knows like no one really like seems to be enjoying it that much when we play like they kind of look like really bored i don't think and that's any reflection on you i just think that's the way that people are yeah, when they go to yeah. indie rock shows but then they come up to you after and they're like oh yeah that was really good i was like really like didn't seem like it didn't seem like you enjoyed it that much just the way people act at gigs it tends to be you know you can't really expect anything more or less especially if they don't know your music Mm. like that's kind of like people trying to suss you out do you know what i mean like when you meet someone for the first time you're not gonna like dance with them do you know what i mean or like i don't know well maybe you will but you don't really tell them like you're the second time you meet somebody is when you start dancing with them (laughs) how did this buzz build up how did this happen like what what got the ball rolling on all this fuck knows probably i think our first single really helped us because that one it's like i always think a good baseline is like such good introduction to a song like cannonball by the breeders like that that baseline is just so good and splash yeah, yeah 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 and um I feel like that song has that thing and it's just very simple and it's like easy to get behind. So I think maybe that was like a good choice and like the buzz kind of followed from that. Because we're like, they've kind of kind of had sort of, it's not necessarily direct, but kind of you can kind of tell what they were, the songs are about. Like you, you can hear the lyrics and like, it's kind of like has some sort of message which can be interpreted in different ways, but maybe people are kind of interested by bands that are kind of, saying things because that has, doesn't really happen that much anymore early on you feel like you need to project something onto a group which you're probably in that state right now where you know everyone's like oh they're political or you know they're reminiscent of these sorts of bands so you feel like you had something that people could kind of instantly connect with kind of relatable in the way that they can be sort of about interpreted about anything and the meaning of them kind of change in the different contexts that they sit in and so i think yeah, it has that kind of like relatable quality that people kind of like need with music to like fully experience it. I, I saw Brexit being thrown around a lot when yeah. people were talking about oh, yeah. music. The songs that were kind of coined towards Brexit were actually written like way before it was about like the kind of like the Conservatives getting in power in those, those elections that were like years before. But then it's kind of nice that like that meaning can change and be applied to different like political movements or happenings kind of thing. And so it's kind of timeless in a way. Like, I guess that the sense of writing, like, I don't know, can be applied to like those different situations. It's the same, like, the same here with Trump getting in with us, like, back home, and just kind of a lot of political situations are kind of all like, kind of all down to one thing, maybe, like, if they're all boiled down, kind of just like capitalism and, and like the wealth gap and like kind of the 1% getting like everything. So I guess it's, yeah, relatable to a lot of people. You find that people are really eager to talk to you about it yeah and i feel like as well we don't really like know that much about politics and stuff we just write from like a human kind of perspective from like what we see around us we don't have like our own political standpoint as such do you know what i mean we just see things around us 
I'd say it's more like social commentary than like a political statement. Well, there must be some sort of common ground, obviously, if you're going to write a song yeah, and put course. it on record. But I think to to say that we're a political band is like maybe like a bit far. Do you know what I mean? Because I think everyone's political. You can't like walk on the street without having like some idea of what you think about the world. You know, I suppose all music's political, but uh, you know, you address actual things happening in the yeah. world. You can't be really blind to it because it's just like so apparent kind of like injustices and everything so i think it's quite important to like talk about those stuff and and give voices to it um if you kind of have that platform i definitely think we do have an agenda with our music like it's coming from a very socialist place it's not coming from like we're not like right wing obviously because like in the way that we give power to people that don't have those voices i think that's like a socialist way of existing and i think that's coming from a place of like london it's quite a like liberal bubble in a way like and you kind of forget that and then it becomes like a surprise when things like Brexit happens because like actually the majority of our country are quite right wing, like Middle England and all those kind of places. It's like kind of weird that you just forget about that because we're like existing only in London. But um, yeah, I think we definitely have like a socialist agenda to it, to our music. The whole Brexit thing is really interesting as well because like there was um, like it was a really good way of like really dividing a country in terms of kind of emotions as well as politics and also class massively like it kind of became a like class it did become like a kind of subtle class not a war but like a class like the class divisions became a bit more apparent in it which was quite strange i felt like it was like kind of to an extent like liberals versus working class a little bit like in terms of how you kind of talk to people and stuff and that's not a particularly bad thing but it was just a funny political game that they played and I don't know the ins and outs of it but when you were around it and kind of heard different conversations with people that voted to leave and people that voted to stay it's like really interesting to get all the arguments. You feel that politics are unavoidable in your songwriting? In the sense that it's kind of like what we've been surrounded by like really like political movements and like gentrification and all this kind of crazy stuff that's happening in London that's like changing very dramatically very quickly and I think you're going to experience that and I think subconsciously or consciously it feeds into the music but we're not also necessarily just political band like it's about how we work together and like the kind of different feelings we get from like melodies as well that's like really important with to us like the harmonies that we like sing together and like the kind of like together groupness of it and like that kind of different sort of political feeling you get maybe not necessarily just from like the politics, the lyrics, it's just like the way we work together as well. It's kind of political. It's kind of the things that yeah. if you guys were not in a band and got together, you would probably <clears> end <throat> up discussing inevitably anyway, right? And you all just happen yeah. to have instruments in your hands while you're doing it. Yeah, it's that kind of like co- conversational way of having it exist. I don't know if we're necessarily trying to create change. It's just like to strike the conversations and allow them to exist still. Many of these are a couple of years old now, right? I think the things that are actually finally going to be coming out in, in the world on record i i suspect that you've all probably grown a fair bit as people and as a band and you know the the two years since that that's happened does it feel weird you know now now that these are out there and people are going to be listening to the album having to kind of in a sense revisit those earlier songs yeah but then there's a lot of new ones on there and like a lot of different things that we didn't express when we were younger like i mean even just using simple things like synths and like drum machines and going kind of down more like electronic route with it like that's why in terms of what actually made it onto the record yeah yeah i think that's what i'm kind of excited about coming out as well so people hearing us in like a different context to how it's live because live is just like the guitars of us but i think like i'd be interested in going down a kind of like 
high produced sort of like poppy way or something like almost because I think that our songs are almost quite poppy in a way but then put in a guitar context it becomes what people like to call like indie rock or something but I don't think we're necessarily that and so I'm kind of just excited for reaction to allow us to exist in like different sort of musical contexts I think it was quite important for us to have like all of those songs in kind of that one like that one album like we got like all 19 of them because I don't know it very much feels like 19 of them yeah yeah 19 songs um that includes like interludes as well um yeah I think when I think about like those songs and the album it's very much like kind of one kind of cohesive thing like and one kind of way of thinking one like stage of like our lives so I think it's quite important for us to like have that all in one place and then we can maybe like move on to something completely different if we if we so wished how long of a period were the songs that made it onto the album written over? My whole life. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess, like, probably since, like, 15 or something. So it's been, like, ages. Yeah. But I don't know. We're, like, constantly writing new new stuff. And I just think it's kind of boring the way music exists and is even put out there now. It's just that you, like, work for an album. It's just, like, I'd be interested in doing, like, home demos and, like, releasing music in a different way. I think music's kind of old school in the way that it's still released. Just, like, the build-up to an album, the album... Blah, blah 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 and it's always going to be structured in that way like I kind of want the music that we make to like coexist mm. like in like a different way like and to like release mixtapes demos and like do it ourselves as well like use like an online platform like SoundCloud or like Bandcamp or whatever it doesn't necessarily just have to be through like a label but I don't think it's Rough funny Trade would it, allow that yeah <laughs> it's know. funny that you're saying that you know right before the actual album gets released <laughs> yeah I know kind of weird that we have to just wait for like this big thing to happen and then we'll be playing that for ages it's like we're gonna constantly be making music i think it's funny with the album because they kind of it feels like of a time which isn't necessarily like the time now because like lot you were saying when they were written was like some of them were like a really long time ago so it's funny that we have to wait this long period of time to put it out and then like even to tour it like for the next year or so it's like we're not those people anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we are, but because it's like in our history, but it's, I don't really think, I don't know. I think we're like constantly evolving. Do you know what I mean? As people and musicians. So it kind of, it feels a bit like a step backwards into our past a little bit. Do you know what I mean? By like the, by the album release oh. and the album cycle, for me anyway. I think like in the present, like, like it's very like what we're doing and we'll be doing whilst we're touring the album will be quite different it is a funny thing of you know everybody talking about how you're sort of this overnight sensation the way it's being positioned in the press but it's sort of hurry up and wait it sounds like all of that really came together really quickly and then there was this big gap in between and now all of a sudden you're you know discussing it again there's also a way of making it more present for you as well it's like Mm -hmm. the way that we're now going to be playing with like different members also when we're doing when we're actually doing the tour of the album we're going to have like a violinist and a synth and it's about how we're going to be making it more interesting for ourselves to be playing and like maybe even creating different versions of songs so like it feels fresh for us rather than like doing what we've been doing for ages already like i think you need to kind of experiment and change as well even if they are the same songs it's like how they can exist in a different way as well i do like the idea that when once you decided to get into the studio to really kind of lean into it and just go as far onto the production side as you could you know yeah. really kind of polish up the songs as much as possible yeah and it's kind of interesting doing that and then I think now trying to relay that feeling that we had recording it back into the live aspect of it so that it yeah has that like different sense 
because I think before we don't before the album we don't really like think about how we were playing it just kind of like naturally came out but I think it's kind of interesting to actually like really pinpoint the moments that work with the recording of the album and try and relay that back into how we play it live when something is sort of is is channeled with that really kind of raw live energy and then you have to sort of sit down in the studio and build something up meticulously do you risk losing some of that initial thread that you know really was kind of the the Mm -hmm. backbone of the song it was like very live thing we did like a bit of pre-production which was just like practicing but just that's like what we would do for a gig anyway so then when we came to do it we were like tight but but it was very natural and it felt very free like a gig and we did it like in groups of four songs like the recordings and we could only record those four songs like two times or something so we had to pick and we had limited options and it's like playing live like so you make mistakes and we have those mistakes like in the album it was like the first part was all to tape and so like that was a real like life aspect that we had with it and then we had the next week and a half of just like adding whatever and like letting our producer kind of do his thing with it as well because he's already in that kind of like experimental sort of electronic context and so it's kind of cool to like use utilize him with those sort of different sounds we wouldn't necessarily have live so we had the live foundation but then we added like those different stuff like simps and swarmatrons and like weird things weird sounds um violin this like old woman playing violin (laughs) she is so good she just kind of like improvised her part um and just got it straight away a lot of the album is quite improvised actually because the interludes are like done with that i mean we started from like this these different sort of piano songs that rosie had written but then like sort of sat in a dark room and just figured stuff out to that and all together and it was just live improvised and so yeah it has that like quite expressive feeling to it like kind of natural expression what was it like after having worked together on this on this set of songs for so long to actually bring new people in you know hearing for the songs for the first time and performing the songs for the first time it's kind of interesting working with like people that are really like good at their instruments because we kind of aren't really like musically trained on the instruments that we're playing and so like it has the like simplicity that it has but then also like working with like insane musicians when we're playing like in the rehearsal rooms with them or when we did like a live gig it's like really it, it sounds bigger and it sounds like kind of up to the point in which we wanted it to be or something so you bring a classically trained violinist in do you feel like you need to kind of up your game she was in this really good band um but it's not yeah it doesn't feel like and i feel like she kind of very much enjoys that kind of music as well she just like is an amazing musician and it's quite nice just being like she just being like okay what key is it in then she just like knows like exactly what to do yeah it's just very inspiring i think more more so I don't really feel like we have to up our game. <laughs> or maybe just in a sense, like, just playing well together. It would always depend on the person as well. It's always about personalities and bands. And, like, if the personalities match, then it's really good. So, it seems like yeah. you guys still like each other. Or <laughs> I, guess I gave you the option of just having one or two of you and you all insisted on, on sitting on this giant couch together. Yeah, of course. We've been friends for years now, yeah. you know. Is that always a a positive thing that you've known each other for so long when it comes to you know all yeah. coupling up in a van together yeah i mean at the end of the day that's sort of like why we're doing it really yeah. is because like that's how it started is that we were friends and like we were just using our time to like create together it wasn't like 
we sought out to make a band it just kind of happened because we all played guitars we all had our different songs and we just kind of came together and started creating I think I don't know like it's nice to like have bands where like you don't know each other and you're like whatever you've like found each other through the music but I think we just were friends already and so like maybe that's why we're doing it more so is to like just have like free holidays like go to America <laughs> and then happen to be playing in a band also but like yeah I don't know it's just right. like a bit of both I guess very important to like each other like if you have spent this much time with people like yeah. it would be horrible if like you didn't get along like I think it's quite important the way we work together as well because we know each other so well it's like almost like a telepathic connection of just like if I put a song up and then like um, we start playing it together everyone just like gets their parts instantly kind of thing like it's kind of like a very natural way of working you don't have to like constantly explain or like relay like what you're trying to achieve from a song it just like comes together because like our brains are quite similar I think we're like scarily similar similar people so like I think it that's why it works so well as well. So you don't have many fights when it comes to actually sitting down or writing Not songs. really. No. Yeah, sometimes you get a bit tense, you know, if like if like I'm messing about or something and someone's trying to tune and they're like shut up, do you know what I mean? But other than that. But yeah, when it comes to like actually sitting down and writing like all Lottie's songs that she writes are so good that we're never going to be like oh we don't want to do that one, sorry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like I think we all like are quite good at our instruments without sounding too cocky. We know what works yeah. and we we work together well. And you know each other's limitations. Yeah. Like what each of us bring to the table. I mean, it's also like not about the, mus- the musicality of it. It's about like the different personalities and like the motivations that we each give from, I don't know, just being friends. You mentioned the, uh, the obvious upside of getting three tours across the world. Yeah, that's like insane. I mean, that can't be something that you were necessarily anticipating from early on. Not at all. That's like, we're not like careerists in that way. Like we didn't start a band because we wanted to like make it. We just like take everything in our stride and like one thing leads to another. And we're just like amazed constantly that people like want to hear it like in America. or I don't know. It's just even crazy that we've been signed because we never really set out for that. It was just like sort of bedroom music making hobby it's like a hobby and now it's like become a profession so it's kind of crazy but also just like very lucky and enjoyable so when was it clear that you had made that transition when was it clear that this yeah. was something that you actually I remember had to start like taking getting seriously? a message from our manager milo just being like are you ready to be like serious about this <laughs> and i didn't know what that word yes would mean <laughs> but like yeah. it meant that we got signed and like all this crazy stuff is now happening but like i think the moment that we kind of knew is when we got signed and like rough trade is like a very big sort of household name for all of us and so that's just like so exciting to like have that kind of happen to us we're also just quite lucky of the manager we met like he had the connections (laughs) were you ready to take it seriously at that point yeah i think well maybe not at that point i don't think i mean i don't yeah i don't think we knew like how quickly we'd have to sort of like know what we were trying to achieve from it or like what we were trying to like give as a message of who we are or something and i think we've only sort of started to realize that now like after like two years or something it definitely took a while because we didn't really think about the aesthetic we kind of those things i remember thinking just kind of took care of itself do you know what i mean i was like oh well we're just playing the music and so surely people will just think of us how we think of ourselves but then you realize that you have to have quite like a reasonably clear idea of what you want to portray and yeah that's hard and like being like 18 and trying to think about that is not really in your realm because it doesn't feel like particularly natural to kind of 
almost superficially make something up like about as if like a kind of some kind of um, mask or something you know it had it's kind of happened naturally over the past two years and we want to try and we can like change it as much as we want now every band needs a storyline right i mean you know we we yeah. need when we're writing about a new video or a new album that's coming out like there needs to be some kind of interesting backstory do you feel like you have that narrative in place now i don't know I, don't, I think that like i think there's a lot of like crap in that as well like it's kind of there's a lot of fixation around everything other than the music what's the one big thing that you want to shoot down right now what's what's the one thing that's sort of come up that you feel like is just inaccurate there is kind of one thing but it's not like it's maybe just like annoying because we just have to talk about it all the time obviously we, we've kind of come from the windmill in Rexton's like mm. our um hq kind of thing but it's kind, of, it's kind of funny when people like ask us about it. So like, what is this place? What is this place? Like, and then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's just like, it's just a pub that's like a really good venue. Like people just like, it is a really special place and a special place to us. But like, as Tim and the like, the whole thing is like very, like very much part of us. But I just find it like quite funny, like how locked on people get about it. It's like, well, if you want to know, just like go down and go to a gig there. Like, I don't understand why people don't do that. The South London scene and like to all the bands are a part of it. We all just kind of take the piss and like a scene, I guess, in the way that like we all kind of go to this like one place and like have gigs there. We all like help each other out. But at the end of the day, we are just like a community of friends and like, I don't know, people want to like sell that. And I think I kind of have a problem with it when it becomes like a commodifiable thing because mm. then it's like going to inevitably be ruined. And, like, you can use it in a good sense right now when you're, like, writing about it, saying, like, oh, yeah, the rise of the South London scene, but then there's going to be, like, in a few years, the decline of the London scene. And it's just, like, kind of weird that you can, like, be attached to that when it doesn't feel like something that's that big. It should be happening, like, everywhere, like, people coming together and, like, kind of making music together or whatever. Well, I feel like it does happen at other places. This has just been given life for some reason. I don't know why. It's just, like, quite fashionable. But it does, ha- it's, like... There, but there are scenes like everywhere there's like communities of people playing music together like everywhere i think things are like like people like to blow things out of proportion notes when they're talking about well you, of course like that you're, you're trying to sell a story so you're gonna like if someone if like anyone who didn't know about the windmill that had read like every publication about it went there they'd be like very underwhelmed do you know what i mean it's like it's something that's very normal but it's like important to us and mm-hmm. like like you were saying about people that have like a story everyone has like a story do you know what i mean it doesn't matter that we're like in a band or like do you know what i mean like most people who have lived through this weird world have got like some kind of interesting story to tell it must put things into perspective though because you know you read about like the hacienda or cbgb's and you read all all these stories about these legendary clubs and then realize like the actual reality of all these things is a lot more banal yeah and i think it's a massive i think it's a really good way of like making people feel like their lives aren't good and it's really good at like kind of these people over here are having much more fun yeah like people 20 years ago like had this thing and you don't have anything now do you know what i mean and it's really good i feel like it's a good way of putting people down and making people kind of hope for something better all the time which is like what everything seems to be about is kind of like buying more things and like trying to 
get to that place that like we think that maybe they had in the 60s or the 70s or the 80s or 90s when really it's just it's it's fine that those things happen but it doesn't make it any more important than like someone like raising their child or like I don't know really normal things that we take for granted you, you had talked earlier about you know wanting to put more stuff out there and uh, work in SoundCloud and not have to wait for for albums to be released but there are all these conversations around the ways in which the music industry is changing you know through digital distribution mm. and things like that and and it does seem like everything's become a lot more fragmented than it used to be and it and obviously it's harder now to make a living as a band yeah. <laughs> the money's just just not coming in obviously you're, you're all relatively new to this but do you feel like that's still continuing to have a profound impact on the way bands come together i don't know you don't really think about the money aspect when you start out being a band that's like secondary but yeah it's it's not we don't get a lot of money and the financial side is strange because it shouldn't be like a pushing like motivator for you want to succeed you should want to do it because you enjoy doing it and as soon as money comes involved it kind of changes the feeling it just it just does and you can't really escape it it's inevitable but it's kind of like you do have to be conscious of that and try and not let it get in the way you know that's not what it is to us it's like about just making music and having that passion still exist and yeah I mean it's kind of I find it exciting now to like start from the beginning and like not have that kind of heavy awareness of what I'm doing like loads of people are listening to what I'm saying now I'm just kind of like worrying as well it's like a good thing it's like good to have your platform and then also like kind of scary that like what I say can like like some people can have a negative reaction and it's just like kind of hard to like deal with that and so it's kind of nice to just like start again and like just have my SoundCloud not really worry so much I guess you have like a different sense of freedom in the way that you write then what do you mean by start again from just like creating a fake sort of artist name the album hasn't come out <laughs> you're already thinking about creating a fake artist name yeah i don't know i like having loads of different things yeah. i'm doing as well it's not just about like, i love go girl but like there's i think we all have like our real different sort of musical tastes and stuff and i love like electronic yeah. music and it's kind of different to what we're doing so yeah we're all different people and so it's yeah. good to like keep it fresh and it's funny i was talking to my sister about well, you're this. four different people uh, <laughs> yeah i was talking to my sister about this yesterday and i was like yeah we've been doing this for a while now and she was like really it's, it's like you're just such a new band and it's like we're kind of not that new anymore we've been going well i mean i guess new in terms of like the whole scale of life but we've yeah. been doing it for like we've been sort of practicing those songs for like four years yeah five years or something yeah. we started it was quite a while we haven't been in the public sphere yeah. for like yeah. five years but that's how old it is to us do you feel like you're locked into something <laughs> <laughs> because people have an idea of what the band is i mean not really we're sounding like really depressing about it like we are like i mean now that you've been doing this for 50 years it's understandable <laughs> that you want to it's kind of funny we tried to create a conspiracy theory about us where like at the end of each recording we'd be like help me we'd like you'd hear like a whisper and then it was also the challenge of like the only if people actually listened to the song like to the end they'd realize this whole thing that we'd been like kidnapped and made to like write these songs in a basement but then that that quickly ended <laughs> online conspiracies like like how there's ones about like avril lavigne how she's like a, a clone the real <laughs> she's not a dead clone she's died she was killed off and um and then they had like this like double of her like kind of take over and that's why that's why now she's all like hello kitty kitty like she's gone all kind of like weird um I mean, that's like the most producer. logical explanation of yeah 
Because if you look at pictures, if you look at pictures of her now and then pictures of her before, like she has like something different and she has like a birth, a new birthmark. She has, um, I mean, it sounds like you're already thinking about the next record at this point. We're kind of trying to like, yeah, um, we've been, we've moved into like a new studio in Ellie's mum's garage and, um, garage It's going to make some garage rock. And now we're actually a garage band. So we're kind of like trying to, well, before we kind of got really busy, we were trying to work on new material. Um, we're going to make some trap. Yeah, I was playing keyboard. I don't. I'm, I don't play drums anymore. <laughs> I think we're very inter- like any time that we have to kind of like work on new stuff is quite important to us, as well as kind of developing the live sound and having new members. You're right. I'm getting kind of two very different ideas here when it kind of when it comes to the next record. Do you feel like you want to go in an entirely different? direction and embrace something different or again the fact that sort of people have some idea of what the band is and and like some certain qualities about you that you feel like you have to deliver on those I don't know well for me personally I think we're still going to kind of write in the same way like that we did before and kind of like not not have not have like a fixed kind of sound that we want to do but like be open to like new things and use like experiment with different instruments and stuff because guitar music's just a bit boring like like i don't i don't know about like i don't think any of us really listen to it i don't really listen to like guitar like rocky bands anymore like it's not interesting to me so we want to kind of yeah experiment with different sounds do you feel like the math has kind of changed when it you know once you sign that record deal once people know who you are and you're out in the world and you are taking yourselves a little bit more seriously that your approach to making music is inevitably going to change i know we were saying like oh we don't want to see it like a job but at the same time it's like it is our job yeah and uh, you that's important to remember as, as, as well yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like so I think it's important to remember that and also to like try and work hard at it mm-hmm. as hard as we can, which is, and it's really easy to become like complacent and lazy because, you know, there's not someone, it's not like an office job where it's like, okay, you need to be rehearsing nine till five and if you come in late and then you're fired. It's like we're, we're like self-managed in a way in terms of our time. We're working harder basically this yeah. year on like, and taking it more seriously in a good way, not in like a in a weird way do you, do you feel like you need to sort of set those deadlines and those time frames and make sure that you're yeah. practicing a certain number of times per week we need that for us as well though because yeah. otherwise if you're just doing it sort of like randomly spread across like a month it's not gonna like have that like energy consistent energy to it and i feel like we're enjoying it more like actually just being in a band because we're like now writing together and like focusing more on that and doing it like constantly kind of thing yeah i think that then becomes it becomes like really enjoyable doing that it that way and like it happening like constantly we did have a a studio but it was just not very good and so far away but now it's really close to more to me and lottie but it's just yeah really nice having somewhere where you can just like go to all the time and like yeah we just been going there like most days and it's yeah it's good is it still fun yeah yeah i say that again like you guys have been <laughs> <for> 50 years <laughs> no it, yeah it's, it's still it's still enjoyable yeah the funnest part is like go, but going into the studio and just like kind of like just experimenting with each other and just writing songs experimenting with each other <laughs> well yeah that's the second half of practice is we experiment with, with each other and then the first half is with instruments um <laughs> maybe with each other as well with instruments but you know <laughs> it's still fun as as it should be 
because it's early days and it's just getting started. It's really satisfying as well when like Lottie brings a song and then everything like falls into place like really easily and seamlessly. It's almost like too easy. Quite a lot I bring a song and then we'll like evolve it as a band but like also the way I write now has kind of changed in that I kind of start with like chords on a piano whereas before I'd always write on guitar and like I just find the guitar so limiting that like I'll create I'll get such a better feeling from like this random chord that I don't know how to play the piano but like maybe that's why I enjoy it so much more because it's like oh wow that sounded good I'll put that down and then I'll create a vocal to it or I'll like start with a bass line and then that's inevitably going to create a kind of different sort of sounding sort of music in a way and then to put that into guitar music that's it's why it kind of doesn't really fit as the classic sense of what guitar music is it's almost just like this poppy sort of guitar music or like jazzy or something like it's kind of changed from what it was before in a way so if you had to isolate one part of the process of of being a band that really you know you derive the, the most sort of pure pleasure from it would be that just that experience of all of you in a room jamming on a new song um yeah a jam a jam that is like a successful jam or like when i put a song forward and we all kind of get it instantly really nice playing live um and getting a reaction from the crowd not it doesn't have to be like they're going like jumping up and down or like dancing even it's just like seeing their expressions when when you do something that's really re- rewarding. It is interesting, though, sort of that, that experience, again, of just being in, in a room and playing a song for the first time is really it's what made you be a band in the yeah, first place. Yeah, yeah. I hope I just get this feeling like when it comes together, I don't know, I just can't help but like laugh. For me, that feeling's just like unbeatable. It's just like happiness that I can't escape. And I just like will just laugh for some reason. It's the most satisfying feeling, I think, for us. Seeing that people are moved, like when we're playing live. That's that's the best. There you go. That was a very fun conversation by a great new band called Goat Girl. They were all seated on the same couch, passing around the microphone. A lot of fun. Thanks to them for taking the time to do that. You can check out their new self-titled album out now on Rough Trade. Thanks to you guys, as always, for listening to the program. If you like the show, there are a number of ways to support us. You can like us on Facebook, rate or review us on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Follow us on Tumblr. That's rylcast.tumblr.com. That is the first and best place to get all of your RIYL-related information if you got any feedback it's rylcast at gmail.com and i think that's about all i got for this week so stick around because we will be back just about this time next week with another episode of riyl